Yo, before we get into this podcast, I want to ask for a huge favor from you. And that is if you have or you are getting value from this podcast, if you were to leave us a review or subscribe, it would mean the world. And quite frankly, selfishly, it's because I want to, we want to continue sharing these conversations, this medicine with the world. And when you leave a review, when you subscribe, it's a vote. And we would love to have your vote. Nonetheless, thank you so much and enjoy. And we are live. Hi, Jacqueline. Hey, how are you? Uh, much like how we mentioned right before this podcast, I was in an interesting energy, but it's already shaping out to be uh, a lot more playful. A lot more upbeat, a lot more playful. So I'm doing really well. How about yourself? Beautiful. Yeah. Like I mentioned before too, you know, I am fabulous because it's always a choice that I work myself into that state regardless of where I'm at. And mm. it's really great. It's been a good morning. It's, it's been kind of down and now I'm back to like, oh, great, I get to play. So thank you for having me on. Yes, let's play. And speaking of play, what intention do you want to play with today? What is your intention? Oh, the intention for today is uh, let's share some wisdom and inspiration. Our world could use some of that, and let's remind people how magical they are. Mm, yes, remind people how magical they are. I love that. Yeah. Wildly magical. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, mine actually, I kind of already said it. it my intention is to play. I want to have fun. Uh, that was a, a bit of advice that one of my coaches gave me recently, she's like, now is the time for you to have fun and to play. Cause I can get a bit wound up and trying to have everything look a certain way, be a certain way, but I'm, I'm ready to have some fun. I love that. Can I, can I give you a little insight on that? Why that's so important? Bring it. <laughs> when you play, your vibration goes up, 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 up. And when you, when your vibration is up, then you know that's when you're going to attract amazing things, people, opportunities, and circumstances. And that's where you stay in a really, really great state of flow. So yes, play. Let's play. It's okay. You've already, you've already tapped into it. So let's play there while we're there. Talk to me about your relationship to energy and the importance of, uh, keeping, I would imagine like a, a higher vibration and being able to stay in that high, higher vibrational state as it pertains to really like the, the realm and the work that you do. Right. So the energy, it's always about energy. Everything is just energy. I mean, science has proven that everything is just energy, right? Yeah. Energy cannot be destroyed or created. It can only be transmuted. Mm -hmm. right? So the thing about energy is, is your frequency is always fluctuating depending on what your thoughts and actions are. Yeah. Right? So you're creating that. So for me, it's always extremely important to be aware of what are you saying? What are you saying to yourself and to the, to the universe at large? Mm -hmm. Because both your body is listening, your physical body is listening, and also the universe is listening. So it's, it's really important to keep your vibration high um, as much as possible. And, and no one can stay in a high vibration. You know, that's not part of the human experience. The human yeah. experience you're going to have dips, right? But if you can consciously bring it back up, you're going to experience more joy in your life. And the other piece of that, what, what is incredibly important to me, and, and I find this is, uh, in, in all the different things that are happening in the world, um, a sense of gratitude will raise your vibration. 
and mm -hmm. it boosts your immune system. When you have a high vibration, your, your physical body is going to stay healthier. Your immune system is stronger. Gratitude boosts your immune system. So even as I age, as I'm getting older, it's like, well, you know, this physical body, I want it to, to be as in optimum health as long as possible, and that requires a high vibration. Mm. So there's, there's lots of aspects of the frequency. I got that. And what I, I love about the way that you play this game of vibration and consciousness and that that ballpark, that game, so to speak, is how unapologetic you are about it and, and how you just have this knowing. And oh. for someone like myself, who I'm, I'm very tuned into and, and keen on the idea, and at the same time, also very like pragmatic, what do you say to somebody who's like, even for myself, like, I've only just recently started to play with the whole concept of gratitude and what it is to truly be grateful versus, all right, fine, I'm going to do gratitude. Let me write down, I'm grateful for my dog. I'm grateful for this. All right, something happened. My vibration isn't changing. I'm still pissed. I'm still pissed like before. How <laughs> How do you, <laughs> for the person who's like, you know, definitely a more, more, uh, former version of myself, like, very in the analytical mind of it, how do we pragmatically take this and really have it be a practice that allows us to, as you said, like getting those high vibrational states, like this is where, you know, like creativity exists and, 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 and truly inspiring action and inspiring yes. results comes from, because usually not, at least for my data, really brilliant things usually don't come out of me being extremely anxious because normally I want to do nothing. Right, right. So I don't know if you've ever heard about it, but there's an, there's an emotional scale. Have you ever heard of the emotional scale? I'm, I've heard of different ones. I think I've heard of one from, um, what's, what's uh, Abraham Hicks? Abraham, yes, Abraham Hicks. That's the one that I use as well. So there's 20, I think there's 22 or 23. And it, so, and I, and I don't have an image for it right now, but it's, you can, there's a, there's a side of the emotions where if you're, if you're here, it's easy to spiral down. Yeah. And the other side is if you're here, it's easy to spiral up. Right. Oh, so, spiral up. That's a new one for me. Right. right. So the key is, is that if you're swirling down here in, say, fear, depression, something that's lower energy, sure. it's pretty, pretty hard to go from there to the bottom of this one to the top of the other one, which is love, joy. Right. It's really, really hard to do that. So yeah. what you have to do is you have to inch your way up. So if you're if you're like depressed, you might go up to anger. Now, anger is a higher vibration than fear is or depression is. Um, people don't okay. want you to be angry. They don't want you to stay angry. They don't want yeah, you it's to an inferior emotion. Right. Quote. And, right. And it's like you're much easier to handle if you're just depressed. Please don't get angry. Right. People, people don't want you to be angry because you might get loud. You might get, you know, there might be actions, activity. So it's okay to go there, but you can't stay there. You got to go to the next one up. So then you got to mm. keep inching your way up. And it might be that you get to the point of, blame or then you might get to um and you can start using that energy for action and you but you keep reaching for a better feeling you go okay then okay fine that was their fault okay well you know but now it's like okay fine and then you start getting to the point of maybe you're just like not necessarily content but not not depressed and not angry anymore mm. and at the point where you can where you can jump over to being like okay i'm content it's fine it's fine the way it is fine <laughs> right Fine, I'll think, stay here for a little bit. Fine. From there, it's going to be really easy to jump up. From there, you're going to spiral up. So when you're down here, like you say, if you're pissed, if you're if you're ready to totally just fuck off, this, yeah. this morning is not going the way I want it. 
it's going to be really, really difficult to jump. So you got to go just kind of, you got to inch your way up. There are, however, three things, three ways to jump your your vibration very, very quickly. Pulls out notepad, notepad and paper and pencil and possibly <laughs> possibly tattoo gun just to make sure one never right? forgets. <laughs> exactly. So the first one is love. Love is, of course, the highest emotion mm. and, and vibration, right? But if you can think of something or someone you love, mm. you will raise your vibration immediately. Now, here's the, the key. It has to be something that you can truly say, oh, I just love that. And mm. not something where you go, oh, but I'm sad because I don't have that anymore. I love pizza. Damn, I don't have any pizza. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh. Right? So you're right back. So you have to say something you can really go, oh, I love my puppy. Right? Something that you go, oh, I just love that. that that's the one thing. The yeah. second thing is gratitude. And it really mm. is a really powerful emotion. But the, fre- the frequency of gratitude has to come. You have to feel it. Yeah. Right? So when you just say, yeah, 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 I'm grateful. I got this. I, I, yeah, I'm grateful. I got my cell phone. I'm grateful. You know, you're not feeling that. You mm. have to feel it. You have to really get to the point where you feel something that you're grateful for. And maybe it really mm. is. It could be a person. It could be your pet. It could be something. It's going to be something you love. You're going to be grateful and appreciate something that you love, right? And and then and then you can hold that. And it, because it is impossible to truly feel grateful and depressed at the same time. Yeah. Two things yeah. can't exist in the same place. Right. right. So if you can really feel it, it will make a difference. And the third one, when all when those two when you can't get there, the third one is music. Mm. You know music, you put on one of your favorite songs that you can jam out to, you know you're gonna feel better. Right? Mm. So those are the three things. It's love, gratitude, and music. Now the key is that you have to, you have to focus on that. And this is according to Abraham Hicks. I could get it wrong, but it's it's somewhere around 40 seconds or something. It's, it's I always say is focus on it for two minutes. Have your have conscious thoughts around that for two minutes, and then the law of attraction kicks in and brings you more life thoughts. Hmm. So if you have you ever noticed when you're angry, you just keep finding more and more reasons to be angry. Sure. You 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 find things that vibrationally resonate with which you are at, music included sometimes. Exactly. So if you will consciously choose something different, raise yourself to that vibration, consciously choose something to maintain it. And I always say, give yourself two minutes. That's really not a long time. Law of attraction will kick in and it will be way easier because then more and more things will be brought to you. Like, oh yeah. Oh, I really like that too. Oh, oh my God. What if this happened? Oh, oh. And you can feel yourself go up. Mm -hmm. That's how you do it. You got to hang on to that consciously until law of attraction. Okay, got it. So <clears throat> one thing that popped up for me inside of that was, is there a blend of that love, music, and uh, what was the other one? Gratitude. Gratitude, where there's a space in between going from clearly disempowered to more empowered emotions, so to speak, like I feel like garbage too. Okay, like I'm at least, I'm baseline. Is there some space in the middle? Maybe I missed it, or maybe I didn't. I didn't hear it. But where there's in the creating space for an acknowledgement of the experience or the emotion that's happening, versus trying to go, well, I feel crappy. Let me just go straight towards awesomeness. Is there is there an in between, an interval? Because one thing that at least I've noticed with myself is that when my thoughts are going hysterical, I can try to choose a good thought, but then it gets quickly overrided by the other ninety five percent of my subconscious body 
that is choosing yeah. something different? Where is the, uh, what is the bridge? Really, really great question. Really great question. So it is a practice. It's yeah. like anything, it's like building a muscle, right? You're gonna, you, you practice and you do it in small increments. So if you have that, if you reach for a better feeling, something that makes you feel a little bit better, mm -hmm. just reach for a thought that makes you feel a little bit better. That's your bridge. That's where you inch up until you get to the point where it's like, now I, now I can jump. Mm. What what happens though is that if you have to get in a good mood like ASAP, like if something's about like if you're you're about to Time to get on for a podcast, right? Podcaster <laughs> or jump on the stage or something, and you gotta get there. The other thing that you can do is uh, you take the superhero pose and hold that for two minutes. Right? Yeah, the superhero pose, exactly. Brene Brown thing. Yeah. Um could be. I'm not sure. It could be, it could be one of hers, but it's what it, the science behind it is if you hold that position for two minutes, the, yeah. the testosterone levels go down, no, hmm. I'm sorry, go up, which is your, you know, strength and empowerment and the cortisol, the stress level, stress hormones go down, right? So just holding that superhero pose for two minutes will immediately give you a physical boost and a hormonal boost hmm. and then you can fo focus on your thoughts so, i mean there's lots of little tools and tricks around it mm -hmm. um you know if you want to get into another tool you can use essential oils essential oils are also really great for mm. raising your vibration but i think you're absolutely right you don't want to deny what you're feeling mm -hmm. you don't want to invalidate what you feel all of your feelings are valid Every yeah. single one of them, no matter what anybody tells you, true or not true, for you they're real and they're they're important and they have to be validated. That's that's my personal belief. So when you validate mm. that, hey, this is the way I'm feeling right now, and this is part of this human experience, and this has been really really crappy today. I just really this human experience has not been my most fun day, <laughs> uh, right? And yeah. there's two things that one, I know everything happens for a reason. So mm. there's something, something good in here somewhere and I just can't see it. And the other piece of that, but what if I really am a magnificent spiritual being? What if I really am that? What if I really am magic? That means I could change something. Mm -hmm. What can I change? And I can start with what am I, what am I thinking about? And you can do mm. that through listening to podcasts or reading something. You know what I mean? You could mm. there are lots of tools, but it, it all starts with your thoughts. Mm. Was that helpful? Did that answer that question? No, it's perfect. It's a perfect bridge. I had like three different brain paths I wanted to go, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna choose one because that's that's how my brain is like. Oh, we could go in all these directions. I'm just like, hold on, homie. You got one right now, okay? Chase three rabbits. You catch none. You get one nothing. One at a time. Yeah. One at a time. The thing that popped up for me, I think this is great. Not to run an overgeneralization, but just a little bit of a generalization that it is commonly accepted in our culture for women to express these emotions, but not as <clears throat> held in high regard when it, when a man is emotional, right? You're supposed to be strong and steadfast and all these things. And I've always found it to be like, for example, me as a kid, I was a highly emotional child. I don't know enough about this, but like Pisces are, I guess, more known for you know having a higher emotional intelligence as a child i remembered having that but when i got older even to now i'm having to do to do the work of unpackaging all of the things that people have put into this <clears throat> metaphorical backpack that i've been carrying around of all these things i was supposed to be and who i'm supposed to how i'm supposed to operate because for me uh 
feeling into things is, a, is an absurd concept. Like to truly like, so like, how do you feel? It's like, I got some thoughts. Can you feel those? Like it yeah. really being with it is, has been so difficult. And I think that that's oftentimes one of the most trivial things is being able to acknowledge, well, how do I really feel other than like thoughts, but like, how do I feel? It's like, Oh, like, yeah, I really am angry. And, and it's easy to want to, to disregard or downplay what one is experiencing because, well, this is how I'm supposed to be. Right. And I think it's common with men, but it happens to women all the time. Like, oh, you're so emotional. You're hyper emotional. You're all these things. It's like, when we don't make space for what's there, even the avoidance of a thing, avoidance of anger, avoidance of these things, just like your point of what we focus on expands. If I'm focusing on how much I don't want this thing, I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be sad. I don't, as I understand it, the, the intelligence that be, whatever it is, call it God, call it Allah, call it universe, call it whatever you'd like. It's objective. So you putting energy or me putting energy into, I don't want this. It's like, well, you're focusing on this. You must want this. So I must give you more of this. Which means this will persist. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as a culture, there's something to be said about you know emotional intelligence, being able to find healthy ways, just like you're pointing at, to acknowledge, to first have the awareness of what they are. That's step one. Every right. transformation begins with awareness, but then to acknowledge it and to really hold space for it. Because otherwise it gets, as I understand, interwoven into the fabric that is our tissue, our fascia, our body. And then yeah. to the first extent, like me, you go numb. You don't, you don't know the difference between joy and happiness and anger and sadness. Cause at the point it's just like, everything's just a baseline. Like, man, if I can just eke out a little chuckle, that would be a big win. Yeah. Right. Cause we go, we go into protection, mm-hmm. we go into protection mechanisms that we create as small children. And it's usually in the first seven to nine years where we, where we create these, um, in the different chakra systems. I mean, again, we're back to the energy systems, right? Mm-hmm. We take these different vows. We take these different, um, we make these contracts with ourselves of like, well, I'm not going to do that again. That didn't mm. work. Um, so, you know, I've got this, I'm strong. I'm, uh, I'll handle this myself, whatever. We, we do all these different things to protect ourselves. And yeah. what happens then is like you say, you go numb. You, you're not, you just don't feel anymore because it's not safe to do that. Your needs aren't going to be met anyway, so what's the point? Kind of yeah. thing, right? So one of the tools that I found extremely useful. So I also like like so many of us. I mean, who had the perfect childhood? Right? Nobody. Right? Yeah. So whoever raised their hand in the back, put your <laughs> hand down. No one asked. Right? We were like, kidding. That was a rhetorical question. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, you know, when, as, as I was growing up, I had the same, the same kind of thing. It's like, okay, well, I'm always happy and I'm the positive one and I'm the peacemaker and I, you know, I juggle people and their feelings and I explain things and I communicate and all of that mm-hmm. for my world function, right? And at some point, through different relationships and different experiences, it's like, huh, what do I really feel right now? Mm-hmm. I I am so angry. I am so hurt. I am all these things, right? And what I started doing was I started writing everything down in a letter to that person. Mm. Um, and I found out that that was, and this is before I knew anything about journaling or any of that. This was just like, I'm going to write this shit down, 
Brain dump all of this. Get out of exactly. me. Exactly. There is exactly. no, you have not paid your rent. Get the hell out. There's, there's <laughs> exactly. absolutely no more space for you whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. And it was, it was a really good way for me to get clear on what I really felt. And, and the key for it for me was I could, I could see why I was angry. Because mm. I could really put it out of, hey, this is why, this is why, this is why, this is why. And then it was like, okay, now either I can give this letter to that person or I can destroy it and get on with my life. Burn sometimes, it. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I gave it to them, sometimes I didn't. <laughs> there was a little too many explicatives in this one. I'll uh, right here. Hold on. go ahead and burn. You know. Tuck that in the trench coat. Yeah. But, but it's a great tool. It's because, like you say, you have to. You have to learn to acknowledge what you're really feeling and not just put on mm. that smiley face. That's like putting, you know, your, your gas tank is on empty and you put the smiley face over this over the gauge, right? Ooh. No, 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 we're good, we're good, it's all good. You know? That's a good analogy. You know, it's not mine, um. I stole it from somewhere, but it's it's really it's makes so much sense. Like, no, you are gonna run out of gas if you don't do something. Yeah. And it also doesn't go straight from being an empty tank to a full tank. You had to continue to, you know, to add the liquid and you gradually see it increase, but it started with taking, you know, maybe it was, I, again, at first it's, it's to actual acknowledgement. It's like, Oh snap, where am I on this scale? Which now I want to go and look at that scale and, and review it. Cause I think it's great. Cause trying to be something that we're not and especially if it's six, seven sticks, six, seven, eight steps away, trying to just magically poof there is not that it's impossible, but it's improbable. And it's probably in those states, those depleted states, it's better to go for those attainable goals because uh, it can be, it can get easy to get apathetic and you just need like to go from depression to anger and like punch a pillow and and cathartically move that energy. And it's, it really is, when you can see what the next step up is, it's way easier to grab a thought that will get you there, right? Mm. It, it, is, it is possible to jump. It's, it's highly improbable to stay there for very long if you don't yeah. do the work around it. It's way easier to, to inch your way up because mm. then, you're, then you're truly feeling that and then it's easier to maintain that. Mm. And I think there's something to be said about when you do that work consistently, your baseline begins to improve. So my most recent work going into like Joe Dispenza's work in neuroscience and learning how to tap into the quantum field, which this is all stuff you've been working with forever. Uh, This is what he talks about is when you break the habit of being yourself, you begin to realize that who you've been projecting yourself to be this, you know, upbeat, positive person. It's almost like, and you know, rest in peace, like Robin Williams, like he's outwardly this very upbeat, positive, amazing person, but he's suffering. He's, and it like, that's like his way of sharing that love with the world and everything that he is at the same point. There's a, that's the not acknowledgement. That's, that's the result of not being, you, you show outwardly that you're, you know, 20 steps up on the ladder, but currently you're at the bottom day in and day out struggling with the same things. And if we can just learn how to create a, a habit and a practice of, okay, Today, I feel extremely anxious. And if I can just get to content, that that would be enough. That would be more than enough for me. And being able to have that compassion along the journey when we slip and go down a couple steps in the ladder, because sometimes you got to go, you know, one step forward, three steps back to go a couple more forward. Yeah. And that's part of the human experience. It's all part of it. The other, the other piece of that is allowing yourself to be vulnerable enough to let other people see that. And I think most of us are taught not to show 
if we're not doing well, if we're mm-hmm. not upbeat, right? We're taught like, oh no, nobody wants to see that. It makes people uncomfortable. Oh God, don't show them that. Yeah. We'll make people uncomfortable. Don't right? let them and, see us. Yeah. Right. And in reality, people are going, oh, I feel that one too. Oh, I'm so glad you said that, right? Because we're all we're all doing the same ex- stuff. We're trying to get through this human experience to the best of our abilities. We're doing the best we can with the resources we got, and it's just <laughs> on different you know we're on different levels of of, of that resource and that road, right? Yeah, so it's it, the it's, it's, it's that mask and that facade that creates so much of the the illusion, and that leads to the suffering, right? Like if I come to right. you and I just honestly, vulnerably express, man, Jacqueline, like. I have been, I've been under the weather. I've been trying to act like I've got all of it together. But these past two days, I've been barely been able to get out of bed. I've been crying. I've been sobbing. My entire body's aching. Like I just crushed like a week's worth of workouts, but I haven't moved my body. And I just, I don't want to do anything. And you hearing that, you might be like, you too. And it's almost like this liberation because the thing that has me in a straitjacket and me saying that I unconsciously gave myself permission to open a straitjacket. Yeah. And then I unconsciously gave you the same permission to realize that I've been in a straitjacket too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Exactly right. And that's, that can be so powerful because there are so many people that are suffering and they're, they're so afraid that they're the only ones. Mm. The flip side of that is also true. The flip side is that, you know, when you're having an amazing day and you're just like on top of the world and you're afraid to show that and share that because someone over there may not be feeling the same. Right? So, yeah. So the flip side is really important. Yeah, I got those too. Right? It's like you never dim your light to make someone else comfortable. Never, ever, ever dim your light to make someone else comfortable. Because you're, it's the same thing with that unconscious permission. You're giving them permission. It's like, you know what? If I can do it, you can too. Wow. So you've got both sides of that. This, Like you saying that, what came full circle for me, this is like one of those things, you have two separate pieces. You know both pieces exist, but you're like, wait a second. <laughs> That's what just happened. Because Excellent. it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Meaning mm-hmm. damned if I... Uh, damned if I don't, if I don't share with you and I'm not honest with you, because what's usually driving that, at least for me, is shame and guilt. Oh, I'm not supposed to be this way. I'm supposed to be the upbeat, positive guy who's spreading love and positivity, you know, goes by Wolf and, and this this meat bag that is Wolf and all that he shows, he's the, he's the one who brings energy to this space, but I'm not being that. So I shame and I guilt and I don't share. But damned if I do, because when I am joyful and everything, it's like, oh, but not everyone's here. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. And then damned again, like there it is, shame and guilt. But there's somewhere in the middle. It's like, I, yes, I'm low and I'm willing to share that because who knows, maybe there's one person who's on the other end of that, that might get exactly what they need. And maybe I'm on the other side of the spectrum and me sharing that, wow, like I'm really, I'm really grateful to be here. Not from like a Mm, like bragging like oh it's so great it's more just like man like yeah I feel really good and I want to share that with people around me and then they have a choice they get to decide whether they're willing to take the hand I'm extending from this ladder or they get to say you know what not right now I need to be here yeah but and that that is so awesome the way you put that I love it and you're absolutely right damn if you do and damn if you don't I totally agree with that there's there's a piece that that I have started to 
take on for myself more and more. And I actually consider it on Facebook some more. <laughs> um, what if you're the light at the end of someone's tunnel? Ooh. Right? So when you're shining that light, when you're when you're when you are on top of the world and you are shining that light, what if you really are that light at the end of someone's tunnel where they go, oh, I can do that. I can do that. I'm gonna follow that light. I can get them to. Right? That's that's why it's it's so important. You, you can't dim your light. You just can't. You came here for a reason and you have to shine it. It's, it's a spirit. You took on the mission by coming into this world. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you picked up the phone. It reminds me of the the old uh, church song I used to hear growing up. It's like, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. And yeah. I wonder, uh, kind of diving into that metaphor of you are the light at the end of someone else's tunnel. Potentially, you are the light at the end of someone's tunnel. I wonder, do you think there's something to be said about maybe you are the light inside of someone's tunnel when you're the one willing to acknowledge that I'm in this tunnel with you. Mm -hmm. And unconsciously we think we are this darkness, but we've forgotten that we are this light, even when we're inside of the tunnel. Yeah, exactly right. You're actually right. Because darkness isn't darkness. It's just an absence of light. Mm. Right. So when you bring your light into it, even if you feel like you're in that tunnel, and that's really, that's really a good piece of it to bring in because we are all in the tunnel. There's a tunnel for all of us at some point in our lives. Every one of us goes through a dark night of the soul or some sort of tunnel and probably multiple times, right? So even when you're in that, it's when you see that light, it's it's a remembrance for yourself as well. Like, wait, I know that that light is within me as well. I can't hmm. see it right now, but I do know it's there. I need to hmm. move move in that direction to bring more light into the tunnel so yeah i mean there's lots of different analogies around that but i think you're i think you're absolutely right that it's um it's 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 important to recognize that you may be in the tunnel with that person yeah not just at the end of it i mean that's what if you ever if you ever get lost in my social media you'll find that and even this podcast as well i'm doing my absolute best to be the person who's willing to show that I do not have my shit together and it's not always pretty and it's not always perfect. And my makeup, my lipstick do not always look good. And boy, does this weave need a haircut? Like I'm, I'm usually, I'll be the first person to share that because you know, you, you look at people like if you're in this world, like Tony Robbins or Brendan Burchard or Deepak Chopra or any of these seemingly massive figures, you're not going to see them sharing about how they had a really bad argument with their wife or their spouse or uh, they're falling down or they're not being able to get up or they're crying like you're not seeing that and to me it, it, it removes the humanness because yes the empowerment side of it and the strategy side of it's so important but we don't always operate there and if you're like most human beings who we've been programmed for scarcity and lack and fear and anxiety just look in the media yeah. The media is, it's, it's called a TV program for a reason. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what are you, what are you consuming? You, you are, uh, it's, it's yeah. crazy. And that's why, that's why this podcast to me exists. It's truth. It's the real, it's the raw, it's the unfettered, it's the unfiltered, because I think the more people get to see that, the more they get to say, oh, you mean I'm not alone? 
right? I'm normal after all. Wait, normal? I don't know, but but close, maybe. It's normal to be <laughs> abnormal, but in my abnormalness, I struggle and we all struggle. Right? So it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, we're all in this together for sure. Mm. Where where did all this begin for you? Because I, unless you're one of those born in the woods with animals and you grew up talking to Bambi and, and all the other critlins from the deep enchanted forest. Where did, where did this, man, I've heard stories about like, I was reading this book called Hands of Light by Barbara Brennan. And she talks about how as a kid, she just like, yeah, I just grew up in the woods and spent time in nature, just listening and feeling trees without feeling them. And I'm just like, well, that's cool. That's she, very cool. She's Good like six, seven, eight years old, like just like bonding with trees and, and like, yeah, you definitely were like straight Tarzan status, like right? communicating yeah. with apes and stuff. Where did yeah. where did that begin for you? <laughs> well, it was a little bit different for me. Um, there was, um, I've always had a fascination with the supernatural, the mm-hmm. unseen, those unseen forces, right? And my mother, I was, I was raised Christian, but I, I hated going to church. It was, to me, it was like, there's something very, very wrong with this. This is not true. Like, even as a small child, I mean, it was like horrible to get me to go to Sunday school or something. Mm-hmm. And my mother had this direct line to God. I mean, it was amazing. She could, she could ask for things. She could say things. And she and I was like, God, how did she do that? She had this <laughs> how did she have that hotline, you know? And uh, so you get Jesus on speed dial. I'm telling you, it's like, (laughs) how does she do that? Right? We're gonna do this picnic, let's go to port. Well, no, it's not. It's going to be beautiful, sunny, and it's beautiful. (laughs) How did you right? So, it's it's weird. She she had a really strong connection there, um, but but she was not, she was Christian, she was not in the metaphysical realm at all, right? But me, on the other hand, I was that weird kid in junior high that's here. Let me read your palm. Right. Let me, mm. let, me t- let me tell you what the lines in your hand mean or, you know, or, hey, let's play with the Ouija board. Right. So those were always my fascinations, but I didn't know. I, I didn't really study any of it. I didn't think much in the library and things like that. Just naturally. Then, and yeah, it was just kind of this. I am sure I brought I brought knowledge in with with me into this lifetime. So sure. Things that I had to, that I knew were there, but I didn't have any formal education on it. Sure. And then. Um, at 34 years old, I was widowed, and there I was, and I was living in Germany at the time. So I had two young children, business, living in Germany, and that's when my world was shattered. Mm. You know, it's like you have this soap bubble, this perfect little life in a soap bubble, and someone takes a pin and goes, ah, soap everywhere, right? I mean, just, just shattered. And that's when I started having different experiences of guidance and what I call tapping into the divine frequency. I believe we, are, we all have that frequency where we can tap into where we can get source, energy, guidance, angel, your higher self, God, whatever you want to call it, there is information there. Yeah. And that's when I started having experiences where like, okay, hmm, this is interesting. Well, how do I do that again? So do you want a quick story? I can tell you, I can tell you a little bit about how that works. Take me down the rabbit hole. <laughs> so when this happened, when I was suddenly widowed and, and living in Germany, and I thought, okay, so now what? Now what do I do? I can yeah. go anywhere I want to in the world. And that whole thing, the world is your oyster kind of thing, also led to complete paralysis. Mm. I, oh, anywhere. 
what does that mean, right? So, and you're you're young, but this was before the internet, right? So I've got my atlas out. I'm sitting, so I'm sitting, it's about midnight. I'm sitting on my living room floor, blue carpet. I'm sitting there on my carpet. My kids are asleep upstairs. Yeah. And I've got this big atlas out, right? And I'm going through the world, basically saying, okay, where is the, what's the average rainfall? What is the average temperature? What is the average um, uh, sea level? Think, you know, what is sea level, all this? Because I knew I did not want to be where it was cold and snowy. That's okay, it. yeah. That's the thing I knew I did want. Florida. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe, right? <laughs> no, I thought hot tropical island. Hot tropical island. So I'm thinking, okay, Hawaii. Hawaii would be good, right? But then I thought, you know what? I love to go on road trips. Can't you just see me on an island? Left turn, left turn, left turn. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> right. So anyway, so I'm looking all over the, the United States. I'm looking at all this stuff and everything. And, and I'm like, finally, I throw my hands up. And I go, God, I don't know. I just don't know. And I started crying. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. Closed the atlas. I said, you're going to have to tell me because I really don't know. Closed the atlas, went upstairs with the bed about three o'clock in the morning. I hear this bell ringing. Ding, ding. Yeah. Ding. And I hear Jacksonville, Florida. That's specific. And I'm like, is there a Jacksonville, Florida? That's where I was born. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah. That's so wild. Yeah. Well, I'd never heard of it. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Jacksonville. Google. Well, you Google didn't exist, did it? I didn't Google didn't exist. So, and this is like three o'clock in the morning. So I'm like, Jackson, okay, weird. And I thought, well, my mother used to call me Jackson. She used to call me Jackson. I thought, I wonder if that's a play on, you know, my mind making playing tricks on me. So I thought, okay. So the next morning, I get up, look at the atlas. I'm like, there is a Jackson in Florida. So that's when I started planning, okay, Florida it is, I'm moving to Jacksonville. So I arranged to come to, got my kids, um, got a plan together to bring my kids and my cousin, my husband's cousin to come with to watch the kids. I said, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go to Orlando. You guys are gonna go do Disney and SeaWorld and all the fun things. I'm gonna go to Jacksonville, find a job and find a place to live. Like, yes, vacation, right? So we get to Orlando. Sand Lake Drive, there's a big parking there. It's still there today. And we're in there for breakfast and the server comes over and she says, so what are you guys up to today? And I go, well, kids are going to Disney. I'm going to Jacksonville to find a job and a house. And she's like, oh no, you don't want to live in Jacksonville. Well, I guess I really do. She's no. What year was this? This was 1994. Two years before I was born, 96. See? how long ago it is then yeah and she goes actually it was 93 it was 93 because i moved in 94. so it was 93 and she goes no 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 not jacksonville and i'm like yes 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 i have to i, I have to and she says no i i'm from jacksonville i'm 40 years old i was born and raised there you really don't want to raise children there i said okay great well then where do i want to go she says you want to go to windermere i'm like where the hell is windermere Wow. I can't right? imagine what Windermere looked like then. Oh, it was awesome. Tiny, tiny little, yeah. So anyway, I I said, okay, fine. Change of plans. We're not going to do, you guys are not going to Disney. We're going to go drive, find Windermere. And we drove through Windermere and there was a new subdivision being built. We walked, we drove in there, this big, beautiful home with a bottle home. 
the real estate agent was there. And long story short, she became one of my best friends. I ended up building a custom home further down on McGuire Road, not actually in Windermere, further down. Um, and the rest, as they say, is history. Jacksonville was just the key to get to where I had to go to. Right, hmm. the server. She was from Jacksonville. She was the one. She was the key. She was oh. the breadcrumb. She was the breadcrumb to Ansel and Gretel. Me, yes, that led me to where I had to be. So, the, so then I'm like, okay, so all of this came together, and those are those unseen forces. This is like, okay, so how can I do this again? How do I get? How can I tap into that energy and do it again? Yeah, sprinkle some of that magic over here, right? And that's where the whole thing started for me. When I moved back to the States, because uh, I moved back in 94 then, um, and that's when I found out, oh my God, there are books on this subject. There are mm. other people that know this stuff. <laughs> There's a whole area that you can learn. And that's when I started really delving into mm. the book side of it. But it was it was that initial Jacksonville, Florida, in the middle of the night that led me to like, huh, so there is more to this than I think there is. Okay, so you were very much like, you had, it's almost like you had the intuitive inkling as a child, but it's almost like you never picked up the phone until you had this like, Jesus, take the wheel, you like, wake up, you <laughs> know, it. three in the morning and you get this yes. Jacksonville, Florida, which is completely, it honestly, it didn't like fully loop for me until you said you had to talk to this woman who lived in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm like, whoa, like yeah. it yeah. wasn't, you, if you had, if you would have said like any other part of Florida, she couldn't have responded in that way. Exactly. Exactly. She was the key. The Jacksonville, Florida was the key. And why did I have to have that server that day? Hmm. Right? So this is what happens when you tap into those unseen forces, what I like to call the divine frequency. When you can tap into that, and that's what I've spent my life since then studying and teaching. Because it's like, oh my God, you are powerful. You are magic. You can create all kinds of miracles. And I've done it over and over and over again when you tap into those frequencies when your energy is in the right place, when you acknowledge that. Acknowledge the fact that my dogs are going haywire in the background and I'm sure that got picked up. I'm like, oh, talk about acknowledgement. You guys are losing it. That's, is, there any, is there a reason? Or is something happening out there you need to go check on? <laughs> Never like that. That's just how they be. They're like two teenagers fighting over a, a piece of bread to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because they're in high school and there's no other food in the pantry and That's those right. parents are out of the house and haven't gone grocery shopping in a week. <laughs> I totally get that. I have a new puppy as well and she's a, she can also um, get really adamant about things. <laughs> Yeah, that's just like their afternoon playtime. They just that's just that way all the time. But sidetracking. So now you've you've moved to Windermere. Rather, you've you've moved and created a custom home down in this space, and you could now go down this this rabbit hole of of learning. What? Because uh, when you what would you use as a blanket term for this? Would you call it metaphysics? Would you call it uh, spirituality? Would you what, what would you what do you blanket this? sphere with well i it's kind of a metaphysics slash spirituality for me it's a very spiritual experience but but the study is metaphysics okay got it so talk to me about what metaphysics is and what it means to you because i have a baseline understanding however i don't know where people at who are listening are like okay what is metaphysics what is the what is this thing you refer to when you say these two conjoined things 
Okay, so metaphysics to me, and you know, I, I don't know that I've ever actually looked up the definition sure. to say like this is what what it actually means. What sure. it means to me is that when you tap into those unseen forces, yes, and to me, this is really what it is: is there are unseen forces. We live in this dimension. There are multiple dimensions. There are things happening all the time. And a good analogy is like if you look at if you're ever out in the country, um, like for example, I, I live out here in a pretty rural area. So if I'm sitting outside, I have my world. I, I know what's happening with my family and my world. But if I look over here, there's a squirrel family over here on this tree. They have four new babies and, and they have their own little world going on. Sure. Right. And then you look at the ground and you'll see um, a, a anthill. There's another whole little world going on there. Right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of the way it is with the different dimensions. It's like we're in this this 3D world, this this dimension, but there's all these other things happening in these other dimensions that we just aren't aware of. We just don't see them. We can't, um, we're not consciously aware of them for the most part. So when you can tap into those, whether it's, whether it's your own intuition, your your higher self, your soul, God, source, whatever it is you call, or your angels or guides, whatever that is, to me, all of that comes under metaphysics hmm. because all of that is an energy that can be, it can be directed. You can call upon them; they can be directed. Um, you know, crystals also play a role in that. The the, the energy of crystals, the different. Um, properties that they have and the messages that they can that they give and the, the energies that they give up all of that to me is part of that metaphysical realm mm -hmm. of the law of attraction and all the other universal laws that that is like this is how the world is functioning beneath the visual or not even beneath it it's all around it mm -hmm. it's all the dimensions around this 3d world that we're living that's just to me is, is the metaphysical perceiving it that seems to be the yeah. uh the way to be able to interact with it is, is learning how to perceive it and and play with it versus seeing it as something that is uh fully abstract when in reality it's happening whether we decide to play with it or not it's just allowing ourselves to kind of get into the playground with it yeah there's another piece of that everyone is playing with it they're just they they most of them are doing it consciously mm, okay but we all are. I mean, everyone, I mean, I've never met anyone who didn't say, uh, if I if I asked you, have you ever had a hunch that you should do something and then you didn't and something bad happened? Or did you ever have a hunch that, you know, you really, if you did this, it would be a really good thing? Or did you hmm. ever know who was on the phone before you answered it, before calling? Right? That's, that's, I, I can think right off the top head, as soon as you said that I had the most random experience pop in my head from a little while back. This is going to sound a little crazy, but I was driving down a road, heading back home. It was late. And I, I don't know why I'm coming around a curve, around a curve that I've driven around a few many times and the lights, I have my lights on and I just had this hunch. I was like, I don't know why, but I need to cross over into the opposite side of traffic lane right now. And right when I did that, wow. there was somebody wow. walking in the middle of the street oh, and I would have, I would have hit them. I would oh have hit God. them. I, I don't, that was like years ago. I have no idea why that just popped in my head, but I would have totally hit that person. They had no lights on them. They had nothing reflecting. Oh and God. I went right past them. Just like, Whoa, whatever that was, you were looking out for me. You were looking out for them. You were looking out for all of this. So yes, I know what you're talking about. And I'm sure every single person listening is maybe yeah. not to that degree, but they've had that experience where it's just yeah. like, uh, maybe. Yeah. And that, that is when, 
so so when you know when you can acknowledge that that's the first step in knowing that there's something there mm -hmm. there's something more than us <clears throat> right there's something and that's that's where you can kind of get your foot in the door and like okay well do you want to play more do you want to know more because there's four players how do you get your messages i can tell you how do you do that i can tell you which ones are stronger how, how you you know how you uh strengthen them because it's just muscle right? mm. but everybody has the ability and there's a, another piece of that the pineal gland in the brain is actually like a radio transmitter for those unseen forces mm -hmm. so everybody has the ability to to tap into that i mean there's a lot of things about that being classified and those are just we're not going to go down that rabbit hole because <laughs> that could be another whole discussion sure um but the point is is that you you're physically built to read energy we read energy all the time like if you walk up to someone you you're, you're going to know whether you want to talk to them or not mm. right typically if you meet somebody you usually have a feeling about them don't you yeah, sometimes I get in low my head about it. I'm like, is that just me projecting things inside of myself and really judging a book by its cover? Or is this actually something of a higher intelligence? I, I do go to that park sometime, but I do know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We're built to read energy. Mm. But that's we're made for that. And this is just reading energy on different levels and, mm. and practicing to get really, really good at it. So you know the difference of, is this my ego or is this real? Hmm. That's where that's where the practice comes in. And that you would you say is connected to the distinguishing and identifying which of the clairs you are, or maybe you refer to would okay, so this is a question because I only just came to my head just now. Is intuition the same thing as guidance from Claire and that we each have a Claire that we relate to as our intuition, or are these seemingly uh, separate concepts or experiences? I think they're mixed. Okay. So here's here's my thought on that. So let me let me clarify what the clairs are for anybody listening that doesn't know what the clairs are. The clair, there's four ways that people typically get messages. Clair, um, clairvoyant. I think proven <laughs> What is it again? I, I swear uh, I know this stuff. I really I know this. <laughs> so clairvoyant is when you see things. Mm -hmm. Clairaudient is when you hear things. Mm -hmm. Clairsentient is when you have a physical reaction, like goosebumps. I get goosebumps a lot, right? That's mm -hmm. clairsentient. And claircognizant is when you just know shit. You don't know why you know it. You don't know how you know it, but you just know shit. Mm -hmm. right? So those are the four clairs. So now, the intuition, it's, the intuition can, can come within those four clairs. Sure. Uh, that's, that's how you get your messages. Your messages may be coming from your intuition, which to me is like your higher self. Mm -hmm. um, but you may also be getting an, an, a message from your angels, from your guardian angel, from your guys. Like that night, going down the road, it was probably somebody's guardian angel. <laughs> knock, <laughs> knock, knock. Them, Open the door! Right? Both of them probably going, dude, you got to stop this, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it could be angels, it could be uh, whatever forces are out there. Yeah. Um, and then it just depends on how do you get your messages. Do hmm. you, are you clairvoyant? Are you clairaudient? Are you clairsentient? Are you claircognizant? And you're, everybody is all four, but one or two is, are usually stronger than the others. And then mm. you, can, you can learn to trust them. Okay. See, I personally identified with the, because I haven't gone far enough down this rabbit hole, <clears throat> but with the Claire sentient, Claire cognizant, leaning heavier into the Claire cognizant, which is, and I, again, this is my, my overthinking, and this makes sense, Claire cognizant. 
but um, I get hunches just by like seeing somebody or looking at somebody, I can almost immediately, or even hearing their voice, I can almost immediately know where they're at. I may not know exactly what's going on, but yeah. I can just like look at someone and be like, oh, like there's something in your space. Yeah. Or I can look in your eyes and I can just know. And again, I don't know if that's like just, there it goes again. You guys are just having your own way. Uh, I don't know if that's like, because I've paid attention to people and that's why, or if that's just like that, that clear cognizance. So like, I guess what it is, it's almost like I question my, my own intuition and my own guidance about it. Cause it's, what is it that I've, you know, taught myself via books and what is it that is of this, you know, higher intelligence, so to speak? Well, I, I, I would like to address that in, in, a, in a different way, all right? So the first thing is, do you remember when I met you for the first time? I do. Do you remember what I said about your eyes? No, actually, I don't. So this is going to be great. Okay. So I don't know what my exact words were, but your eyes, you have such depth and you have such wisdom that you brought in. That was my first, that was the first thing I thought when I met you. It was like, oh my God, this guy has got so much wisdom that he's brought in. So it would make sense that it's cognizant, right? Because you brought this, you brought this wisdom in with you. And you have the ability to read energy probably better than most people. If you can look at somebody or hear their voice and know where they're at, that's reading their energy. That's like picking up on all of their energy, what's what's in their energy field, right? So that's a that's a, a skill set that you have and that you've probably honed over many, many lifetimes. So the key then, and I just got goosebumps on that for me, and minimal goosebumps. So there's something, there's some truth in there for you, for me. When I get goosebumps for me, that's true. So it wasn't like a flood in there, but there's something there that you might want to look at. Is that? Yeah, I had a, I had a little wave coldness go down my arms. Okay, cool. So there's something, there's something about that. That's something that you brought in and moving energy. Um, the other, yeah, that's what goosebumps again. The other piece of that is about the trusting piece. When you, there's two, there's, a, there's different pieces of it. So let me give you a couple pieces, all right? The one piece is you can play with it and you go, and you start playing the um, what if game or the I wonder game. It's like, well, what if that were true? What if that, I wonder what I would see or I wonder what I would feel if, if I really was, like, if I really had that ability, I wonder what I would see. I wonder mm. what I would feel. I wonder, start playing with that. When you use the words, I wonder, and what if, you open your, you open your imagination and you open up your creativity and you open up even more to, to your intuition. Because now mm. you've, you've, you've opened the doors to the, what, what's possible. Yeah. Right? So if you can just start playing with that, you can <clears> open doors. That's the one piece of that to start to trust it. But the other piece, this is what I did. So I am uh, clairvoyant, really. So what I I get like words. It's like a marquee. It'll go across. When I close my eyes, I can read a word, right? Hmm. So it's a very visual. It's kind of like, you know, do you remember those magic? I don't know. Do they do they still have the magic eight balls? Did you ask a question and you play that? Am I right. awesome? Eh, right? Questionable. <laughs> Ask again later, right? <laughs> Take it. Yeah. So that's the way it is for me. Like I can ask the question and it'll kind of come to the surface. We either like come to the surface and I can read it or it'll be like a marquee scrolling across. Right? But yeah. that's typically the way I get messages. But what I've done is I like, okay, well, this is this is my imagination. This can't possibly be real. Right? Mm. 
So what I started doing was I would ask questions that I knew I could go Google the answer. Mm -hmm. So I could ask a question like, well, what is da 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 da, or who is da 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 da, whatever, and and I would wait, and I'd clear my mind, and then something would pop up, and then I'd go Google it and see if it was true. And that's how I could test it. So I encourage anybody that wants to to test their abilities, whether it's real or not, test it. Hmm. Ask questions that you don't know the answer, but you know where to find the answer. Yeah. So <clears throat> if you're clairvoyant, then you would have an like a magic eight ball type effect. You'd see it. I would imagine if you were clairaudient, you'd if you were silent your mind, there'd be like a whisper or something would come up, and you would you would have some kind of spoken perhaps. Yes, clairaudient, you're going to hear something. So here's the thing, though. It can also be in the physical world. So clairvoyant can also be like you see, um, like you might see a billboard, or you know, like I have a client. Client, she would get her messages from billboards and license plates. Like okay. She would ask a question, and all of a sudden, there'd be this billboard with something, and she'd go, Oh my God! Or she'd be at a red light, and the car in front of her would have some kind of license plate, like, Oh, yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a clairvoyant is simply that you see it, whether it's in your mind's eye or whether it's in the physical world. Okay. That doesn't matter. Claire audience is the same way. You might overhear somebody else's conversation and go, Ah, thank you. That was mm. it. might be a song on the radio. It might be a TV program. It might be something um, that you know you, you put the radio on and you go, "Oh my God, that's exactly the question I had." Thank you for the answer. So mm. It can come. It can come as a whisper. It can come as a voice. Have you ever been? Um, have you ever been sleeping, woken up because somebody called your name? Off the top of my, uh, maybe that probably has happened, but in my current like conscious memory, I can't remember. Okay, a lot of people have that, and I know I've had that too. Like I will, I will be in a deep sleep, and somebody will call my name just as loud and clear as like somebody standing in the room, and of course there's nobody in the room. That's also clear audio. You hear hmm. it like it's like, like it's real. Like someone put headphones on you and yeah, started like, blasting something. Right. And yep, that's that's see, my name. Who said right? that? It's like, well, who, what do you want? I'm awake. What do you need? Right. <laughs> but it might also be a little whisper. It's like, go check. You're about to get a five ticket. <laughs> you know? So okay. it, could, it could be any anything like that. that but that's clear audience. It's, it's a feeling. Okay. And then if I were to to use that same exercise, for example, say I want to ask myself questions, how would that show for someone who is either clear cognizant that they 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 know it or clear clear cognizant is knowing it, right? And then mm -hmm. sentient would be feeling it. Yeah. How would one gauge that, for example, if they were feeling, if it's not a true or false question, like, hmm, Africa is, is right. you know, like how do you how does uh, how does that show up for so that is, that one's a really good one. That was more difficult to to test as such for me. That one I've done with my own experiences. Hmm. So, for example, I know that I have learned by 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 being aware. It's, it's a matter of observing. So, I have learned over the years that when I get flooded in goosebumps, that means it's true. It's either my truth or somebody else's that I'm talking to, that I'm giving this information to, or something they're mm -hmm. saying. But that's true. I didn't used to know what that was. Why am I getting goosebumps? What is that? Right? Mm -hmm. It's an awareness that I, and then I ask questions around it. Like, well, what is that? What is that? And then, you know, I got to the point where, oh, that's true. Uh, and I don't even remember how I got to that awareness that it was true, but then it became a practice of becoming aware of it. The other thing is, like, I get, um, if, if I'm in danger or 
for if there's a dangerous situation, my stomach is just a nuts. And a lot of people will have that. You know, that's why they say trust your gut, right? That's where a lot of people will have that clear sentience. It's like, if there's, if there's a danger, I've got butterflies and knots in my stomach. It's like, oh my God, we got to move. We got to get out of here. There's something not right here. Yeah. Right. And that's something that typically people know. And it doesn't really matter at that point whether it's real or not. Yeah. Move. <laughs> get yourself out of that situation. Right? You need no reason at that point. It's just move. At that point, it's just move. Just get into a safe place. So I, I feel like those, um, the cognizant is easier to, to, to check because you can say, I know this, and then you can go Google something. Hmm. You can, it's the same thing as like asking a question and either you'll get the answer without, without seeing it, but you'll just know it, and you can go Google that or ask somebody. Okay. Parasentient, you just have to be very observant over time. Hmm. So for the clear cognizant, do you suppose, so for example, for me with the knowing things, the one thing I always run into is analysis paralysis is, is this the thing to do or not to do? Do you suppose then that the answer is to just to test it a crap ton of times and just start taking shots, taking shots, and eventually you refine the process and over time you begin to determine the clear cognizance is actually telling me yes in this scenario versus no in this scenario. And it only happens through those repetitions that you develop that awareness of what is my higher intellect intelligence actually guiding me towards versus what my ego is trying to push Um, in there. Right. So here's the thing for me, the truth, your truth will always make you feel excited. You might Hmm. never feel excited. Might feel a little scary, but that's just excitement. Right? Mm. If it's a lie, if it's not your truth, but your mind is going, this is what makes sense. This is what everybody says you should be doing. This is what is totally Ooh. logical. This is what's going to be there. But you go like, oh, I yeah, I got goosebumps on that one. Right? It's just you have to know for yourself: is this going to make me feel good? Is this? And, it, and it's not like in the moment feeling great. Right? It's like, does this excite me? Is this like? something that I can get get behind and get excited about, that's my truth. And it doesn't matter if it's anybody else's truth. It's your truth. Goosebumps. Hmm. Yeah, I've had cold feeling rushes down my chest and my body. <clears throat> so, so does that make sense for you with the current cognizant? Yeah. Do you see how that can make a difference? Yeah, and I know, okay. I know firsthand and I'm sure people have had this experience, whether you identify as clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, clair, um, cognizant, that there are times when you get these inklings like, yeah, I really should do this thing, but all evidence seems contraire. And I'm the first person, I'm the first person to say, well, if everyone else is saying that this is so, and it, let me, let me contextualize that. If everyone is saying that this is so, and these are people with whom I revere and trust, meaning you're the business expert. I'm clearly not the business expert, even though I feel like this is where I want to go and this is what excites me. You're telling me to go this direction. I'm, I'll be the first person to say, okay, you're the expert. And I'll lend over you know, what might have been an intuitive hit to knowledge and experience and wisdom. Right. So it's, I think that that's where it's the toughest is being able to discern when to set a hard boundary and say, yes, you probably do have a wealth of knowledge in this area. And the, the intelligence that be is really, really hard set on me not going that way. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be a risk. 
Yeah. It takes courage to do that. Here's my thing. If, oh, so there's now there's my puppy. Can you <laughs> so the it takes courage to follow your gut, to follow your intuition, to follow your guidance. Yep. And to me, it's like nothing is forever. So if I take this leap of faith because I trust my intuition, what's the worst that can happen if it doesn't work? Mm. Then yes, I'll go back and do it your way. Because that's right? still there. Because that's not going to go away. Or if it is, if it does go away, there there'll be something else. I don't believe there's only one window of opportunity. Hmm. Right? You, there's there's multiple windows of opportunity. But if you have a, to me, if you have a strong intuitive hit that this is what's going to do it. This is what this is this is the thing, and you're excited about it. Then you know I encourage people to take that leap. What's the worst that could happen? You know, and if you have that 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 I'm not analytical piece going on was like, okay, well, you know, that's what, that's what you can say. Okay. What is the worst that can happen? Am I, hmm. am I willing to take that risk? If this is the absolute worst thing that can happen, am I okay with that? So you can, you can validate the analytical piece of the heel if you choose to. Mm-hmm. Right. But you can still stay on track with your intuitive hit of like, no, this is what's going to light me up. This is going to, this is going to make a huge difference for me and the world. Hmm. Yeah. Does that help? Yeah. I, and I think it's great that we're probing into this because I know that in me being on the receiving end of this, somebody is, somebody's definitely getting something as well, because we, we all have those, those points when we're, we feel strongly about a thing. And, and being able to have a really a process to take ourselves through, like, I really want to follow this, even though someone's telling me this way, well, let me sit down and, and let me do the pros and cons. Let me weigh out the situation that's in front of me. And I can then tend to the, the part of my brain that wants to go crazy in these scenarios and, and get stuck running into the same thought loop feeling patterns right. and entertain that. And then also acknowledge, yeah, you know what? I can deal with the worst case scenario. And since I've walked myself through that, if the worst case scenario shows up, I've already done the mental legwork of acknowledging it prior to it showing up, which I think is a phenomenal tool for anything is go into it. Always. I always, this is just the optimist in me that wants to always project like the best thing that can happen. And one of the things that I was taught in the coaching is yes, like, prepare for that plan for that manifest that put all your energy into that because what you focus on expands and do that time, take that time to write down all the things that could go wrong. Actually, the scenario that this came up for me was with, uh, with Iman, like with he, my, my coach, our coach, uh, business coach. And he said we were heading into the holiday times and he said that, you know, people who spend time with their families and maybe you haven't spent time with them all year and there's likely to be things that are going to piss you off. There's always those things. And if you get ahead of it and you make a list of all the things that are likely to piss you off, there's no parking in, yeah. in to get groceries in, and, and your mom wants to talk to you about your job again. And you're really tired about talking about your job and, and you're likely to, you know, str- you know, financially, like these are the things that are likely to pop up. Like if you address all of them, you yeah. take out the mental burden of that thing before it occurs. So when it shows up, it's like, oh, look at that. There's that thing. Yeah. Exactly right. And here's the other piece of that energetic thing. Yeah. What you've done is you've cleared it. Mm. You've already gone through it, so you don't have any resistance to it. Mm. 
So, if, you know, so there's there's two sides of that. If you're if you're going to have resistance to it, then yes, you have to address it and you have to go through that, just like you just said. If you're able to totally detach from that, then that's okay too. Then you just focus on what you want. Mm. But if you if you have that, like you said, go through it all. Now you don't have any resistance to it. So now when you put that manifesting energy out there and you're pushing that out there, you're not going to have the pullback from the resistance because otherwise mm. you're going to push me pull you kind of thing. You put this out. This is what I want. Oh, but this is what I'm afraid of. This is what I want. This is what I'm afraid of. So you've got to push pull. But if you already get rid of that resistance ahead of time, you can go manifest. Mm. So it's powerful to make to clear that and focus on what you want. Yeah, and that's a brilliant analogy because ultimately those are those are the blockages, those those fears, those uh, perceived things that could go wrong. Just as you mentioned, uh, flow, as I understand it, being the the place between intention and surrender having an idea of what we want and then surrendering to, to what is. And in the yeah. process of that, the thing that maybe gets uh, added to that is yes, flow is the, the place between intention and surrender. However, a dam with a, a dam that has been, you know, it has its flaps closed. There's no water getting through that. And those blockages are those potential fears. Those are the, the things yeah. that could come and arise. And if you look at them, you trust them. Now the floodgates can open and, yeah, sure. There's still a dam, but the gates are open, and now the the energy, the the collective thing yeah. that you've been working on, now gets to flow through. Yeah, because because your your emotions are your, your rocket fuel for that. Yeah. So the clearer you can get, I'm I'm truly feeling the emotions of having it without the dragging down. It's gonna it's, it's like your rocket fuel. Now I can really feel that. Like you say, the, the gates are open, flood gates are open, and can go. It it it's really powerful. It, it, really focus on what it is you desire and really feel it without any hesitation of like ah what if this happens Mm. right makes a big difference good stuff good stuff and that bringing it all together i think that when we can when we can bring, I mean, if you just think all the, all the stuff that we've just covered, which is a lot, I think it's great, but it's funny because it all, it all falls onto this, this sphere. We've, we've talked about like metaphysics and like the, the power of, you know, ultimately we didn't say this word was the synchronicities on the path of following that thing with which we intended, right? Like I have this long-term vision. I've set my intentions. I've emotionally vibrationally aligned myself with that thing. I've gone through the blockages. I've gone through the, the legwork of acknowledging those things. And now the synchronicities, the breadcrumbs, Jacksonville, right. uh, start to <laughs> pop up and show up. We're, we're following that path now. Yeah. And this kind of fulfills on my intention of now we can play. Now it becomes you follow those breadcrumbs. So there's another great analogy that I that I love. Have you ever seen the original Mary Poppins? Uh, I think so. I'm, I'm pretty sure I have. If it, as long as it's the one that I remember, and it was probably from when I was a kid. Yeah. So, I, yeah, because the other one is newer. But yeah, the, yeah. I haven't seen the new one, so yes, the original. Okay, so the original. So in the original, this is this is the way I love to explain how manifesting works. If in the in the movie, Jane and Michael Banks, they are looking for this perfect nanny, right? So they write down on a piece of paper what their perfect nanny is, and they actually sing it, right? The father is upset. He takes it. He rips it into pieces, throws it in the fireplace. Mm-hmm. Nonsense. But what you see then is how those pieces of paper go up the chimney, 
they go out into the universe and then Mary Poppins shows up with that piece of paper with it all taped back together and she is the perfect nanny. Mm. So for me, it's like when we put that intention out there, it goes out into the universe. The universe orchestrates all the bits and pieces, puts it all into this package and delivers it. I got the goosies. Right? Yeah. I got the goosies. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and that's what it's played. That's brilliant. And the thing inside of that for me is always knowing that, again, that intention, that that written piece of paper and ripping it up and then it goes. The surrender is knowing that you don't know how it's going to unfold. Yes. And the more that we try to predict an outcome, this is from Joe Dispenza's work, the more that we're trying to predict an outcome, the further away we get from the thing because the thing has to come as a surprise. Yeah. And it always comes differently than what you expected. Mm. It always looks different. But part of part of the manifesting process is when I when I start putting intentions out there, this or something even better is what I end up with. This or something even better because I may not know what I really want. The universe is gonna know more than I what would be mm. even better. Right? And that's when you leave the doors open then for that surprise. And you can't you can't demand it show up a certain way. That's where the surrender comes in. And that's where you follow the breadcrumbs, Jacksonville. I did not demand that I move to Jacksonville. No. You just asked for guidance. Yeah. And when she said, no, no, you really don't. Okay, well, where do I want to go then? Tell me instead where I should be going. <laughs> In your mirror. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So... We've gone on this journey. We've gone to Jacksonville. We've 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 become a, a little bit more. We didn't dive into as much, but we've become a little bit more wildly magical using this <laughs> all the brilliance that is <clears throat> you. For somebody who's listening, what is one thing that they can do to to capitalize on all this information? Because I, I I harp on this, but I think it's important that this not be just another conversation that we we actually do something about it. And this has become. I've been saying this, and I've been meaning it, but. It really hit me yesterday with my friend. She said something that was so brilliant. She's an Ayurvedic chef. I love her. She's great. Mm. And she said that we aren't what we eat. We are what we digest. Oh, that's so good. So brilliant. Oh, that's so it's good. so good. When she said, I was like, oh. So you're telling me I can eat all this food, I can consume all this information, I can take in all these things. Yeah. But if I don't digest it, if I don't integrate it, yeah. It's all for nothing. You can listen yeah. to the whole podcast all the way through, but if you don't digest it, yeah. don't go to the next podcast, don't go to the next YouTube video, don't go to the next Instagram, because that is what is going to continue us as a society, as a whole, filling into this insatiable need to fill a hole versus become whole in this mm. consumerism society trying to uh, consciously or un probably mostly unconsciously fill something that ultimately can only be mended through doing our own internal work. And I said a lot of words to bring it back to this question. What is one thing that someone can do to begin digesting and integrating all with which we have just covered? Wow, we covered a lot. So that's yeah, it was a lot. The first thing I would say is to choose which clarity you're most comfortable with Ooh. and start testing it because once you have that once you know that you're clear audience clairvoyant whatever that is or clear sentient clear cognizant once you have that and can trust it your life will change 
Hmm. Because now you can tap into that and trust it. That that would probably be the most important thing is choose one. Choose one and play with it. Hmm. Play with it, test it, play with it, strengthen it. And the other, the other, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read another one. Button, but sub subtask of the main task, sub point. <laughs> be aware of what you're what you're feeling and reach for a better feeling to raise your vibration. Mm, just reach, reach for, yeah, just reach for a better feeling or just practicing gratitude so your vibration goes up. You want to just create a higher vibration. The more, you know, the higher your vibration is, the easier everything is and the more fun life is. Mm. You, you're, when you're vibrating at a higher frequency, life is fun. It, you know, it's way more fun than if you're vibrating at a low frequency of anger or depression or fear or all of that. Right, so that's the that piece that I would throw into it. Decide yeah. which clear you want to work on. Decide which one. So you've had some sort of experience. If you haven't, then choose one. Say, hey, I'm going to play with this one and practice with it, test it, and then practice some gratitude so you can raise your vibration and feel what that feels like repeatedly. Test be conscious. Like I'm down here. No, I'm going to go for gratitude. I'm going to go for gratitude. I'm going to go for gratitude until it becomes mm. a natural, a natural state of being. And if somebody is picking a Claire, let's just say it's Claire Cognizant, is there any specific resource you're like, oh, you know what, I, I want to become, I want to develop my my knowledge on this so I can actually come from a place of, uh, from a, a good background. Is there any particular direction that you? Um, that's a really good question. So I, I don't have a specific resource for that. There's a lot, there are lots of resources out there. I would I would recommend Sonia Choquette as an author and teacher. Uh, she's someone who really is. I, I love her work, and she's someone I've I've, I've read her stuff and worked with it for things to develop the clairs. So Sonia Choquette would be someone I would definitely go to and see if there's something there that would be of interest. So, Brilliant. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. And if people are wanting to connect to you and hear more about all the amazing things that you're manifesting into this human 3D experience, what's a, what's a good way to get connected with you? The best way to get connected with me is through my website. It's jacquelinegertz.com. I'm sure you'll have it in the post after it's too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not so easy to spell. Um, but then that's that's where you'll see there's a, there's always an, an offer, there, a free offer there. Right now I've got a manifesting 101 guide on there that they can download for free. And get started on manifesting and then i have multiple programs and you know i offer programs in one-on-one coaching and just really for people who want to learn something to schedule a free call with me that's really the easiest way jacquelineverse.com and let's talk brilliant well thank you so much for being here jacqueline thank it has you. been so much fun and yes. for those of you listening again as always thank you for your time for your energy for all your loving We love, care about you, and hope that in anything that you find your truth, that you live it and you choose to follow the wolf within you. How? Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening in. If you got value out of this message, we would love it if you subscribed and shared it with your tribe so we can continue to share this message and this medicine with people all over the world. Much love and peace be with you.